0: Hi listeners, welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God's stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, friends. Welcome to this week's episode on She Speaks Life. With me today, I have Dorinthia Nemeth sharing her God story about keeping the faith going while facing extreme struggles in life. She is an author of many books that empower women to move past their pain into purpose and to pick up their dreams again following life's disappointments. Isn't that needed? Hi, Jerindia. Welcome to She Speaks Life.
1: Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show today.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for you to be here too. And I love that you empower women to pick up their dreams again, following life's disappointments and how much encouragement we need, right?
1: Yes. Definitely.
0: So true. And so, well, I can't wait for you to share about kind of your faith walk and the huge storm in your life and how that tested your faith and how God brought you through. And so I can't wait for you to share that. And maybe before that, share a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am, like I said, I'm so happy to be here on your show today. I am a Speaker and author, a wife, a mom, a worship leader, and um, I just love wear all the passion. hats. <laughs> yes, yeah. my passion is just. Speaking to women, speaking life into women, that is what I love doing more than anything, along with being a wife and a mother, of course, but just speaking life into women to let them know who they are, to reassure them that they are the apple of God's eye, to reassure them Mm -hmm. that God loves them and that we as women, that we have a special place in God's heart and, and that there are so many things that he has for us. There are so many roles that we fulfill, and there's one thing that I want to, that I love encouraging women to do, and that is to walk in your calling, to walk in your purpose, because we have so many roles and we have, we wear so many hats as women. And yeah. we sometimes we forget about, cause you were saying about how I speak to women about their dreams, because mm-hmm. sometimes we forget about our dreams. We have dreams. Yeah, But we forget about them because we're a wife and we're a mom. And some of us, you know, we're entrepreneurs and and we're all of that. We're pastors and ministers and and everything. And we have dreams that God has put on the inside of us that are tied to our purpose.
0: I got to say, sometimes we don't even know we have dreams. Like I remember when somebody asked me, I was at some kind of you know, woman encourager workshop. And it Uh was the first time I ever had an opportunity to intentionally write down, what are your dreams? And I'm like, "Uh, I don't Uh, know. I mean, I'm a mom with three kids. Like the kids were my dream, you know, but (laughs) beyond that, I just have not ever asked myself that. So I guess really realizing you know, that we do have God dreams. Yeah.
1: Yes. We have God dreams and God purpose because Mm -hmm. they're both tied together because when you're walking in your purpose, you are living your dream because there is nothing like knowing what you were put on this earth to do. And just like you didn't know what your dream was. There are so many women who don't know what their dream is and they don't know what their purpose is because of yeah. lot, and we don't know how to find our purpose and and it was mm-hmm. and it's funny because at at first I didn't know what my purpose was until I went through the things that I went through in my marriage and in life in general. And that's when I be, I came upon, it was like, I stumbled on my purpose. I'll put it like that. And and I think that's how it is for a lot of people. We just Mm -hmm. stumble upon it, you know, because we really don't know what we were put here on this earth to do. And then when we go through life's circumstances, it's, I think it's, kind of like God's way of pointing us towards our purpose, towards our dream, because that's yeah. what happened with me when, uh, I, I got married and my husband and I, and we were doing good and everything and, and life was good. And, but at the same time, I knew that there was some, were some things that he was struggling with. And I didn't know how to help him, but all I know, because, you know, we as women too, we, we try to fix things. You know, we want to change, fix our husbands. We want to fix our children and, and our home. Yeah. And, 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 some, and sometimes we, you know, we try to take over and we try to uh, do things that we feel is right. And so I Well, my husband, he had shared with me that he was struggling with some things because, you know, we were both in the church. Then we started having children. So he had gotten another job that had uh, health benefits. And so and I was a stay at home mom. But there was some things we go through, uh, some things that we really don't know what it is that we're going through. And that's what mm-hmm. it was with my husband. And we really, sometimes we don't know where to get the help that we need. All we know is that something is wrong. And right. that's, what, that's how it was for my husband and I. We knew that something was wrong. And, and I wish that at the time I would have known to go seek counsel, to go talk to our pastor, because I know when he was young, his mom had introduced him to marijuana. And so that was a stronghold in his life that I thought he was already done with. I thought he had already dealt with that and, and over it and past mm-hmm. it. But little did I know that there were some pressures that he was facing on his job. And you know from mm-hmm. the guys that, that he worked with and he couldn't connect that with the things that he was struggling with And so he ended up getting into some trouble with the law and the day that turned, my life around when I talk about it and I think about it, it's like, it just happened yesterday because it was the day that it was a life changing right. moment on the day that my husband was arrested. He had gotten in some trouble. He had been hanging with the guys at his job. He had gotten into some trouble. And, uh, but be, even before this, you know, he had told me that, you know, he was struggling and I thought, well, okay, I can, I think I can fix this. And so I went and got a couple's Bible, and I'm thinking, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pray, and we're going to get up in the morning and pray, and we're going to have a devotional, and everything is going to be all right. Yeah. But when there's something that someone is struggling with, they have a stronghold, and you, you sometimes you really do need to talk to a professional or someone that can who, who knows how to put the pieces of the puzzle together
0: and deal with addictions you right. know
1: exactly and we didn't know that we were we were young and we didn't know to reach right. out for that kind of help. And so in my human nature, I want to have as everybody, as all women, I'm sure they want to have a good marriage and, and have a blessed home and everything. But sometimes there are those, i call them little demons or minions that, that try to come in because <laughs> that's the enemy's job to come in, to steal, to kill and to destroy. Because I was even talking to a young lady that I'm mentoring and she was was telling me about some things that she's experiencing in her marriage and from a person of experience now, I was able to tell her that the enemy's job is to steal, kill, and to destroy and if he can come in and he, he doesn't want happy marriages he doesn't want husband and wife to be unified as one he doesn't want mm-hmm. that so if he can come in and, and send frustration and send confusion into a marriage to break up that couple he will
0: you are doing what most women would do mm-hmm. you know hey let's pray this through right. let's read scripture we can get through this mm-hmm. so it wasn't necessarily denying that there was an issue right but you were doing what most of us would do right and I think too the enemy tries to put that the shame feeling in right. us where oh you know we can't tell anyone what's you know really going on mm-hmm. so you in a way are isolating yourself yeah. And not going and asking for help because maybe you're just a little embarrassed what's going on. We know that clearly from the enemy, mm-hmm. but those are the things that our flesh, our natural instincts will do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, exactly. And if you don't know, you know, when the enemy comes, if you don't know how to fight and that's why why God has given us weapons. We have, God right. has given us, Jamie, let me tell you. God has given us everything that we need that pertains to godliness and contentment. We have what we need. It's our weapons. And as I was talking to this young, young lady, I said that, but we have to Learn how to utilize the weapons that God has given to us because we're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting spiritual wickedness in high places Mm -hmm. and you have to fight spirit with spirit. You cannot fight spirit problems with natural ways, with natural things. You have to fight spirit with spirit. And we use our weapon.
0: It's funny you are are mentioning that because that was a series that myself and two other ladies in our women's ministry that we were doing every week. We were going on Uh a Facebook Live and that was our series was Armor of God. And so we literally went through every piece of armor each week. And it was so encouraging to ourselves to remember because that's something we honestly Mm -hmm. forget. We forget that we have this Mm -hmm. armor and what's it for and how do we yes. use it? And I think it's great that you're yeah. bringing that up. So take us to that, where were you that day that your husband got
1: arrested? I was at home This and it was at night and our children at that time, were our son was four and our daughter was two. And my husband was out. I really don't recall uh, where he told me he was going, but I just remember he, that he was out. And that night I got a knock on the door. There were several men standing at my door. There were like five to seven police cars because we had a long driveway and there were a lot of police cars in our driveway. And my husband was sitting in the back of one of them with his hands cuffed behind his back and people at the door, they were saying that we have arrested your husband and he's out there, he's sitting in in, in the car and, and we just want to come in and they wanted to come in and look around. And and they were saying that we have arrested him and he's going to be gone away for a long time. By the time your kids graduate from high school, he'll still be in prison and he's going to be gone away. And they came in and I have to say that when they came in, it wasn't, I guess they were expecting me to you know, go crazy or to be crying, but I wasn't doing any of that. God had given me such peace because when my husband had confided in me and told me that he was struggling with some things and I had, even before that I was praying because I just wanted him to have a deep relationship with God. And that's what I prayed. I said, Lord, whatever it takes, I want my husband to have a relationship a deep, awesome relationship with you and be careful what you pray for because you Mm -hmm. just might get it. And little did I know what it was going to take for my husband to have that kind Mm -hmm. of relationship because I didn't know that it was going to take him going behind bars, Mm -hmm. that he could just be alone with just him and God. Mm -hmm. But even before that, before he was sentenced, because now he's, he's, he's been arrested, and they've taken him off to the city jail. Even during that time, I'm thinking, okay, I can just pray and everything is going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. And I'm thinking in my mind, because I had grown up in church all my life and both of my parents in the home. And so I had never really experienced any hard trials or tests or anything. I had I went to college, I got my degree and, and everything was good, but I could see that God was Mm -hmm. telling me, okay, girl, it's time to to put your big girl panties on. It is time for you to walk into that next (laughs) season, that new season, that new level that I have for you, because Mm -hmm. I was praying and I didn't know what it was going to take for my husband to come to the relationship with God that he has now, but God knew. And even during that time, though, before he was sentenced, I was thinking that I could just pray and, and that it, that God was just using it to scare us. I was thinking, okay, Lord, you're just going, you're just using this to scare my husband, you know, right. and he's going to, he, he's going to come home and and we're going to be a happy yeah. family again and everything is going to be okay. And, but it wasn't like that. God was taken. He was yeah. taking me to another level. He was taking me to, to mm-hmm. he was he was going to use this thing. Sometimes we don't understand the things that we experience, Jamie, in life, the tests and the trials that we have to go through. But I have come to look at everything with spirit. God is teaching me. He's still teaching me, but, even, but especially through that experience, he taught me how to look at my situation with the eyes of God, with spirit eyes. Because sometimes we a lot of times we look at things with our natural eyes yeah. and we can think about how bad it looks. But when you look at it with spirit eyes, and that's what this experience had taught. So anyway, leading up to the day that he was sentenced, he had called me. I got a phone call and he called me. This was the day that he went to court six months later. And he told me, he said, honey, I've been sentenced to 16 years. And when I tell you that one sentence, it how it just shook my world, at that moment, all I could think of, what am I going to mm-hmm. do? Yeah. Because I was be at home mom. Now what am I going to do? Right. I didn't know anything else but taking care of mm. my children. And so I had to, he told me that he had been sentenced to 16 mm. years. I cried for three days after that, for the next three days. And all, and that's all I could do because I was devastated and I'm thinking I'm going to have to raise my children by myself. Mm -hmm. And, And it was the hardest thing that I have ever been through in my life. And I'm faced with being a single mom and, it, like you were saying before, that there were stigmas placed on, you know, women and having to be on, get on welfare and being a single mom and, and all of that and the embarrassment and all of that that came with it, but God had taught me through it, through all of that, God had let me know that He was with me because never did we go without; we had everything that we needed, even though I had. I lost my home and I had to move back home with my parents. I lost my car and I had to get another one. And people, I called them my angels that God sent to me to bless me. And so when I say that God had helped mm. me through all mm-hmm. of that, God is a keeper. God will keep us through anything, everything that we face. Yeah. And we are never alone because there are some things. Because the enemy, he would want us to feel that we're alone.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, hey, we may lose our material things, but there's always a replacement, right? So even though you lost your home, you had a home with your parents. You had shelter. You had roof over your head. You had people around you that love you. And I love that he's a God that provides but restores. Yeah. And although we may lose materialistic things what's really important the eternal things is what keeps us you know going forward keeps us from crumbling the peace and and the joy no matter what
1: uh, our circumstances
0: look like.
1: God, he he is a Mm -hmm. provider. We may have provision on different levels, but God said that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Right. So uh, my provision may not look like yours, but it's still provision. It's still God supplying my needs. So you are exactly right. That was my provision. I had shelter. My children and I still had a roof over our heads. right? And, that, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I say that we never went without God. He kept us through all of that. And so I, I went to visit my husband. Now, fast forward to our first visit. When I go to visit him after he's taken to the place that he's supposed to be at for a while, I go visit him for the first time. And even though people close to me, they told me Dorinthia, you can, you're young, you can go get, you can marry somebody else. You don't have to wait for him. And, but let me tell you that when I went to visit him for the first time, when I say that it was God, it was, I just felt the presence of God when he was talking to me. It was like somebody totally different. and It was at that moment when Mm -hmm. I say yes, God, this is what I pray for. You know, I was like, this is it. Yeah. And this is the potential that you
0: saw in him when you fell in love with him and you married him. Like, it was, I mean, the guy. It was,
1: he spoke to me with God words and the way that he loved me. It was like God gave him a new love for me that even before he went to prison that he didn't have.
0: Mm.
1: I saw God I knew, and that's mm-hmm. when I knew at that moment that if I have to wait the whole 16 years, then I will wait because God, this is you. Even though, and you know, God, and when we pray for things, we don't know how God is going to answer our prayers. And sometimes it doesn't look good. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, sometimes we, you know, we want to go back and say, well, if I knew that I was going to have to go through that, maybe I wouldn't have said that, or maybe I wouldn't have asked for this, but God knows mm-hmm. he knows our end from our beginning. He right. knew what it would take. Cause I had prayed Lord, whatever it takes. And God knew what it would take. We could only visit him once a weekend, every month for 12 years. Now, at the end of this 12 years, we had been sending letters to the judge and he had been taking classes and trying to reform and show the judge that he's reforming himself. And all this time we're Mm -hmm. praying and we're believing because God had told him he wasn't going to have to spend the whole 16 years there. And when he would ask God, when he was coming home, God would ask mm. him, do you trust me? We just believed by faith that he wasn't going to mm. have to be there the whole time. At the same time, God didn't tell us when. And the, and that's how it is a lot of time. God wants to see if we would trust him. Will you have faith in me and, and still believe that even when we don't know yeah. when? Because, you know, that, that, that's the big question is when
0: yeah and God's saying mm-hmm. then and you go exactly. when and he says then exactly. <laughs> it's very general
1: and so, we, yeah. so we're just going and living life and I'm going on I'm working and doing ministry and he's in prison and he's doing ministry in prison he's teaching men the word of God and he's having Bible study and it was just all it was it was preparation <laughs> awesome. God was preparing us it was preparation And we had to go through separation for the preparation, but nevertheless, God was preparing us.
0: Yeah, so good. And
1: sometimes God, he'll separate us from from people. Mm. He'll separate us from things to get us to where he wants us to be, to make us and to form us and to mold us. And that's what he was doing with my husband and I. He was making my husband the man that I needed him to be, the father that our children needed him to be. And he was making me the wife because I wasn't by no means perfect. And he's making me the wife that my husband needs me to be. And so during this time, though, but it, at the end of the twelve years, my faith—I and I have to be honest—my faith started getting a little weary, started getting weak because I'm thinking it's okay, Lord. That's why it's called being tested, right? <laughs> I know you told—I know you didn't tell us when you're gonna bring them home, but and I was, and it was, and it's funny because. On, on New Year's Day of 2012, I was crying. I was sitting in the tub and my husband was talking to me on the phone. And I was like, honey, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can wait. And, and, what, and, you know, I was just, I was just having my little fit Yeah, <laughs> and I was just, crying and he didn't know yep. what to tell me he didn't know what to say all he could say well honey god told me i'm not gonna spend all my time here and he didn't tell me when he was bringing me home and we're going back and forth and he's trying to comfort for me yeah and it's funny because we only have four more years to go jamie 12 years yeah. down. You know, we we've done 12 years. we only have four more to go. But it was at the worst end. And isn't that when, yeah. when we get to, to the end, to the brink of our breakthrough, to the when we get close to our blessing that that's when the enemy tries to come in and get us to lose our faith.
0: Yes, I was just going to say that. It must be around the corner because that's exactly what happened. And, And that's how it
1: was because four days, not four years, four days, I got a call and he had told me, it was a long conversation, but to sum it all up, he had let me know. He said, honey, the judge has, has requested me to come into his courtroom, which only meant that he was going to let him come home. God wow. opened the door, and he went to court. And the judge said, "Okay, I've seen what you've been doing. I that the classes that you've been taking, and I'm." He said, "I'm going to let give you a chance." and Send you home to your family, and when I tell you that, really, something when I think about it, because I would like I said, my faith was weak, and all I had to do was just wait four more days. It was like four more days. Yeah, I believe that that's what God he he wants to get us to that place that we would just wait on Him. But even when we are faithless, God is faithful, just like the Word says that. are faithless. Even Mm -hmm. when we don't have the faith to wait till the end, God is still faithful. And God was faithful. He answered our prayers and he brought my husband home. And since then he has been amazing. He's been taking care of me and he has been giving me the room that I need to to write my books, I've written four books. I go to women's conferences to speak and to minister, and he's there with me, and he travels with me, and we're now we we serve oh, as associate so cool. pastors at our church. And yes, oh, God is so good. So cool. He is so good. He said that he those things that concern us, and he does a perfect work. It may not be in our timing, but when God does it, it is a perfect, it's perfect timing. And he does everything perfect because the enemy will try to get us to question not God's existence, but God's character, that God doesn't love us, that he does that he's forgotten Mm -hmm. about us because that's where I was. I was like, Lord, you forgot about me. I'm I'm, I'm sitting over here, Lord. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still waiting. Here I am.
0: In your story that we got to trust God in his promises, right? In his word, what he says, when we feel like the thing yes. that we're waiting for is exactly. now we're coming, right?
1: Yes. And not because, like I said, the enemy, he tries against to question God's character, that God doesn't love us. And when we get to that point, yeah, then we begin to lose our faith. But God, he's still saying that I love you, that I care for you, that even though it looks bad, yeah. it's not as bad as it looks because I got you. I got you in the palm of my hand and I see you. And we need to know that we are Mm -hmm. always on God's mind because even in the word it says that his thoughts of us are more than the sands on the seashore that we are he is always thinking about us he is always Mm -hmm. thinking about us we are always on his mind we are the apple Mm -hmm. of his eye and that when we know who we are that's where that's a game changer when we know who God is, because if the enemy wants to keep, the enemy wants to keep yeah. God's nature hidden from us because it's his job to conceal, but God wants to reveal and he wants us to have the revelation of who he is, yeah, so that he good. is faithful, and that he is true to his word. Mm-hmm. And when we know who he is, then we know who we are Yeah. and we know that he loves us.
0: That's right. So good. So, what's the name of your book so people can find you and you know more about this story and any other books you want to share? Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, the first book that I wrote about that contains more um, information about my story that is called "In the Mist of the Storm." That's the one that's centered around my testimony in the midst of the storm. That was the first one I wrote, and then after that, my next book. It's called Next Um, It's the title (laughs) and the subtitle is Four Steps to Get Unstuck and Walk into Purpose. And then my last, and I also uh, have a workbook with that book. I have a workbook that goes with that book. And then my last book is Girl Push, Trusting God's Timing for Your Promise When It Feels Like Your Due Season Will Never Come. So God. So all of those books can be from Amazon. and So good. Well, how can
0: people find
1: you? Where can they connect with you? They can go to my website, Dorinthia.com. And also they can find me on social media, on Instagram, I am Dorinthia. And on Facebook, I am Dorinthia. And also I have a YouTube channel.
0: Awesome. And your teachings are on there on YouTube so people can hop on there and hear you. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you, Dorinthia, for sharing your story and encouraging women and know their purpose and how to walk out uh, those storms in life. And just an incredible testament to God's goodness, you know, on display for you and your husband. And we're so happy that your husband just the whole transformation and how that just is part of life sometimes, you know, and, and sometimes the lessons are harder than others and, But it's that pivotal point, that catalyst that really makes us turn our face to God. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that there's a happy ending here in your story. So praise
1: Jesus. Yes, God is good.
0: Well, thank you, listeners, for coming on here. And we'll catch you next week's episode. Thanks, Dorinthia.
1: Thank you, Jamie.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamielizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth she speaks Life. That's J A Y M-E-Elizabeth she speaks life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.